This is DevOps and Docker Talk, and I'm your host, Brett Fisher. In this short episode, I'm telling a tale of my registrar or DNS name hosting for the last 25 years and how I got to the ones I'm at now and what I prefer. And maybe I can convince you to try a few cheaper, more entertaining, or more useful registrars. I bought my first domain in the 90s when I was the only one I knew with their own internet domain name. The ICANN, or the International Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers. This is the organization that manages the IP addresses and the domain names all around the world. All the top-level domain names like .com, .net, .ai. And I wanted to be part of the internet's future. So buying a domain name back then was like buying land in Texas for drilling oil. I dreamed of total domain control and the sky was the limit. I could make the internet my internet without the restrictions of places like GeoCities, which was like the world's first plug and play website hoster. Even my sysadmin friends thought I was being extravagant and buying my own domain name. So I bought fishbrains.com for two reasons. One, I was ready to host my own website on my own domain. I had recently learned HTML and from a book, of course, because in the 90s, we didn't even have Google search or GitHub or any of the modern conveniences we have today. We didn't have YouTube to learn videos on how to do this. So I read a book on programming my own website. And I predicted that email, which was the other thing I was thinking about, was that email would replace the postal system and that I would need my own domain name to receive all my mail at my personal address. We didn't have Gmail yet or any of the modern email services. And I was tired of replacing my email address every time I changed my new apartment or to a new ISP. Because back then, that's how you got your email address was through your internet service provider. And if you change that, you lost the old one. I wanted a permanent email address forever. So since the late 90s, I've collected domain names to create my own internet. I bought over 50 at this point, many of which I've let expire. Some for fun, like brett.lol, for anyone to use as a local wildcard solution for local development with friendly names and TLS. Some for short URLs for my own use, like brett.news to find this newsletter that I write every week. Now, I've never squatted on domains for profit, but I do tend to buy domain names for ideas of things. The good thing is, is that for the 25 years that I've owned domain names, since the first .com that I purchased, it is adjusted for inflation, $93 a year. But prices are now down to $9.77 a year for the dot-coms. It's steadily gotten cheaper over the years. Of course, finding a good one is now the hard part. The prices for hosting these names on a registrar, the place of record that keeps track of the record that you own that name, they are all over the board in terms of pricing. And I've used nearly 20 different registrars in that time. And for most of the 2000s, I used the now defunct Dyn DNS, if some of you remember that from the 2000s. Then the 2010s, I mostly used Two Cows Hover, H-O-V-E-R, and would recommend it, but it's not so cheap anymore compared to the cheapest. And I've tried many others along the way, like Google, Namecheap, AWS, GoDaddy, but I always tried to stick with a trusted brand at a budget price without all the BS and upselling that a lot of them try to do. So when Cloudflare announced that they were going to start hosting registrar services at no markup over the core pricing of that top-level domain, 
I was all on board. I was already a Cloudflare customer. I already used Cloudflare for proxying some websites, for hosting some redirects. It was game over for me at that point for the other registrars. And ever since I've been moving slowly my other domains from all the other places to Cloudflare, and I don't really have any regrets. I have mad respect and trust for Cloudflare already. So they were already a trusted brand that I felt confident wouldn't screw up my domains. They were now the cheapest for long-term domain holding. And I don't even know how someone else is going to get cheaper. If Cloudflare sticks with the promise of staying the same price as the root registrar pricing, I don't know how anyone's going to compete. Now, obviously there are other brands that will give you a sale on a discount of the first year or two, but their pricing will often be way more expensive or even just a little more expensive per year than Cloudflare. And for the last few years, I've slowly moved all those over, saving hundreds of dollars a year by moving to Cloudflare. The two main limits I have with Cloudflare is that it doesn't support all the TLDs in the world, doesn't support some of the more rarely used or bespoke TLDs. And it's only usable for engineering types. The interface is a lot. <laughs> so, you know, my brother or my father, who maybe aren't computer nerds, but want to run their own little business on the internet, wouldn't probably buy their domain names and host them on Cloudflare because it's a very advanced interface getting close to the experience of AWS in terms of the number of features, the number of places to click, and it's a lot. Now, the Pragmatic Engineer newsletter, which I recommend, is a newsletter on various engineering topics. And recently, they had a well-done edition of their newsletter on what domain registrars developers recommend and use. That was all related to Google domains shutting down their service, where a lot of domains were hosted for engineers, programmers, DevOps people, and they all needed to find a new place to go. And what's interesting about this particular graph is that Cloudflare, the one I was actually already using, is number one. It's the most preferred one that everyone was moving to. And then Namecheap, I'm not a crazy fan of Namecheap. I don't normally do them, but they're not as cheap as Cloudflare anymore. So they're not really the cheapest. They're just Namecheaper, but not Namecheapest. And then there's on this graph, Porkmon. So I didn't know about Porkbun. I'd heard a lot of the other ones on the list, the GoDaddy's, the I Want My Name, the AWS, the DNS Simples. I've heard a lot of those. But Porkbun, well, one, it sounded fun. I don't Porkbun, I, I love a pork bun. I put pork on a bun, I will put it in my mouth and it's tasty. It was so popular that I had to go check it out. Now, I still needed a TLD registrar for those that Cloudflare does not host. And I was previously using Hover for that. But Pork bun seems to be the one I'm going to move to. I've moved a couple already and I'm liking it. It's actually a fun experience. They try to make as fun as DNS can be. They try to make a little fun and quirky, cute icons. It's an independent team out of the US Pacific Northwest. They seem to be taking security seriously. They've got a lot of extra security features around authentication. And they even have some little fun stuff like you can step into the Buniverse. I'm digging it. So for the domains that I can't host on Cloudflare, I'm going to be moving to Porkmon. So I hope you enjoyed this quick little take on my favorite registrars. Again, this is actually a type of monologue that I'm doing every so often now, every couple of weeks on the podcast. I hope you enjoy them. Please, of course, rate this in your podcast player. That's how we get more sponsors and more listeners and 
Hopefully I will see you at a live stream or in my Discord server sometime soon.